Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. Really glad you joined in with us. If we haven't met, my name's Corey. I'm the Young Adult Ministry Pastor here in Hope. And we're excited for this podcast to be a space where we have conversations about the themes that we're talking about in young adult ministry on a deeper level. And we get to even engage some of the questions that you have. So we actually want your buy-in to this podcast to let us know the questions you would love to hear more about. If this podcast raises questions for you, if you hear the message during uh, the beginning of the month, we, we put that out at the beginning of each month. We'd love to know the questions that, that that message stirs up for you. And we'd love to engage with those questions as a part of what we're doing in this space. And I'm excited to introduce you to a friend of mine that I've been getting to know over the last few months. Um, he's one of our young adult small group leaders. And we were talking at a coffee shop a number of months ago about this idea of, of doing a podcast. And I was like, did you know the young adult ministry has a podcast? And he's like, I don't really watch it. And so he had some really good ideas about it. So I'll let you introduce yourself and what you're excited about for this time. Yeah, cool. Hey, family. Uh, my name is Daniel Tilly. As Corey mentioned, I've been a small group leader for uh, Hope's Young Adult and College Ministry for a couple of years now. Loving and enjoying that, the conversations that we have. And in vision of this podcast, we've really just wanted to be able to open up uh, conversations that have been in small groups and dive deeper into topics of uh, like our beliefs of the ministry, of how we work together, how we encourage each other's faith and are working as a family in this to uh, better encourage one another and strengthen them through this. So this podcast is going to be a great vision to just uh, have a platform to kind of unite us together and getting together on the same page to uh, share ideas, share uh, conversations of questions and hopefully answers that we can give to just encourage the ministry and um, dive deeper into our faith and our walk with Christ. So um, kind of starting that off with uh, the theme for this month, which is greater things as Corey's been uh, bringing us through already. And this week we are diving into uh, a greater vision for your life. So you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I, I really liked what you said there that we're family. First mm -hmm. of all, and I think yeah. that was really well said. And that's what we want to be as a community. And that's what the Bible calls us as brothers and sisters that mm -hmm. live as a family on mission together to be a part of what Jesus is doing to change the world. And that's yeah. really at the heart of this conversation about greater things mm -hmm. that God has called us to live for more, to not settle for the ideas and some of the even lies we believed about life mm -hmm. that we might have picked up from the world around us, our culture, maybe even our family, or sometimes just Christianity. There's a cultural Christianity that I think leads us to settle for less than what the Bible lays out as God's vision yeah. for our life. And so this year, we're really exploring this theme as a church that we're, we're made for more to live on mission with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the greater thing, themes, the greater things theme is all about how do we live that out as young adults? How do we live for the greater things God wants for our life? And so this month is really about really unpacking, uh, developing a greater vision for our life. Which when we say greater vision, like there's different ideas of what we think about might be greater. And maybe we think about doing more for God, like more things, more activities, which is not really what we're talking about. It's not just about doing more and more uh, stuff. Um, it might be doing things differently. Uh, it's also not about just like kind of getting what we want in the American dream and pursuing life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Th those are good things, but those aren't necessarily uh, God's vision for our life. It really, pursuing the greater things God wants for us is really looking at 
what Jesus lays out in scripture mm -hmm. and centering our life around Jesus and what he wants for us as one of his followers, as one of his disciples. And I really believe that's the greatest thing that we can give our life to mm -hmm. is becoming like Jesus, of knowing him for ourselves and developing an authentic faith in him where our life is being built more and more on the truth of his word rather than the vision that maybe we've picked up about life from the world. And so we're going to unpack that a little bit more this month together. Um, we kicked that off at our first Yam Nights a couple weeks ago. And if you weren't there, you can check out that message uh, that we have on our pad podcast. And we just want to take the conversation a little bit deeper today. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, the idea of greater things, not just being a cultural thing of what we think is greater, of what we think success is or what um, goals should be uh, according to this world. But instead looking at, okay, we, ha we have scripture from God, like his word telling us, these are the greatest things. These are my words. They're true. They're trustworthy. They're worth living according to. Um, so looking at the greater things, really looking at, okay, what does scripture speak of our lives? Because that is the greatest thing. So unpacking that a little bit, um, you talked about uh, the prodigal son, uh, this past uh, Yam Night session, mm -hmm. um, talking about that. And yeah, and if you're not familiar with that story, it's actually a great summary of the Bible. Many theologians think it summarizes the whole story of Scripture mm -hmm. because it, it helps us to see um, ways we can miss God's vision for our life. Yeah. And you that's really like embodied by the two brothers in the story. If you're not familiar with the story, the, the first son, you know, goes off in search of life and greater things in all the wrong places, ends up pretty broken. Mm -hmm. He's actually eating like a pig. So he comes to the end of himself and then he goes home and he finds that the father is still waiting for him. Mm -hmm. And he actually doesn't just waiting for him to condemn him or shame him. He runs to him and shows him incredible compassion, incredible grace. He's this picture of the good news of what Jesus has done mm -hmm. for him and welcoming him home as his beloved son. And I think that's one of the, the things that we need to really get it in our hearts if we're gonna live for the greater things God wants for us is develop a greater vision of God himself mm -hmm. and what he's really like, who Jesus says God is. Because when we have a vision of God that is not Jesus, we can be afraid of God or we can serve God out of obligation or we can settle for a lesser thing. We can think that life is just out there like the younger son and going after the the fun things of the world, which honestly, he probably had fun for a while, yeah. but then it, it, it ran out. And sometimes yeah. as Christians, we make it seem like maybe the, the world isn't fun, but it can be fun, yeah. but it eventually runs out. I was actually talking to a young adult just today for lunch and he found himself uh, in rehab after kind of living a very rough life. And it, he kind of woke up. He had a prodigal son moment and realized, you know, there's no good end to this, the way I've been living. Mm -hmm. And that's what led him to really get help. Mm -hmm. And so on the prodigal son side, like, you know, we can go after life in all these places that leave us broken and empty. And it's really missing out on God's vision for our life that there's this father who's waiting to show him what's best for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in terms of like how this plays out in our lives and young adults, I don't know how many young adults I've talked to that they struggle with like an issue like pornography mm -hmm. or they struggle with an issue of getting into like incredible debt as a college student. And that not just debt, like you had to take on some debt for going to school, but like credit card debt, you know, like the marketers, they're after you in college, they will give you like free credit cards and yeah. all incentives and stuff to spend money you don't have. And you can think that's fun for a while and then it, it blows up, but it's because 
we settle for that lesser vision because we don't have God's vision. And like really developing, breaking free from like something that's lesser, like pornography is really learning to see women the way God does mm -hmm. as beloved sisters mm -hmm. and daughters and learning to treat them that way. And that settling for being trapped in pornography is going to keep you from being able to do that, to love people like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just not doing the bad things. It's developing the vision for the greater things. And same with like money. It's like, you know, I, it's not just about avoiding debt. It's about how can I really build my life on God's principles yeah. so that I can be generous and be free and not be a slave to anyone, as the Bible says. So that's kind of the, the, the prodigal son side. Mm -hmm. But then there's this other son in the story. And he's the older brother in the story and he misses out in a different way. He misses out on God's vision for his life because he's in the house, but he never comes close enough to the father to really share in what the father wants to give him. And then he can't even celebrate when the son comes home. And I think I've met a lot of Christians and even young adults that are like that, that are around church, they're around Christianity, but maybe they haven't come directly to God to ask for the greater things and, and to believe that God wants to do greater things mm -hmm. in their life. And that really comes from developing that personal, intimate relationship with Jesus for yourself. And I think we need some direction and help in, in what that looks like. And the older son in the story really missed out on that, on mm -hmm. the, the greater things. Yeah. So I don't know if that resonates with you and conversations that you have with other young adults and, and your you know, small groups mm -hmm. or experience, but I think that's where we started is this very familiar story of, of the prodigal son that really summarizes the story of the Bible that really it's not God who's holding out on us. He wants to give us the greater things. It, it's us that goes in search of it in other places mm -hmm. because of our sin in our hearts. And we think we know better than him. And that can look like, you know, the older son or the younger son. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love, uh, that perspective in looking at that story because um, when Jesus is talking about the older son who's not sure if he wants to accept um, the younger son's like return, he's referring to the older son as the Pharisees uh, mm -hmm. in the story when he's telling the story to the, the Jewish people at the time. Um, so in their religious ways and their ways of understanding according to their own understanding and seeing things in a kind of worldly perspective, trying to be godly, but missing God's power in it. Um, they, instead of seeking like God and what he had for them in Jesus uh, and the gift that he brought, they were trying to retain rituals and traditions and things that just kind of marked up what the law was supposed to do in bringing uh, people to follow Christ and more so instead um, bringing them to just follow rules that humans had um, had just, I don't know, changed or um, missed the mark on the purpose behind it. Uh, the summary of love God and then love your neighbor instead it became do this, this, and this. But uh, peeling that back and having that same question that Jesus posed to Pharisees, uh, which was towards the end of the story, he leaves it hanging of the brother didn't have a response to it because he wanted the Pharisees to have a response of, are you going to accept the forgiveness to the world that Jesus is offering, not just uh, forgiveness of those who are able to follow the law that the Pharisees had held tightly to so much. So um, and in hearing your sermon, you were talking about it uh, in such a good way. I love the story and I've heard so many great uh, sermons, including yours, about it, just breaking it down. And I thought, I was like, man, 
it, it's so great to come back to the Father. But as Christians, I was looking out in the congregation and I was like, most of us are already Christians. We're already back with the Father. We, we, we've received his amazing grace and forgiveness and salvation. But what's next? Because Jesus left like a cliffhanger for the Pharisees. It's like, what are you going to do next? So uh, breaking down the the next steps, you did well with your analogy of the triangle with the up in and out. So can you break down kind of what that looks like in living out the up in and out a little bit more than you did? Yeah, that the triangle image, it's not unique to me. It's, it's a pretty common way of describing the Christian life in an easy symbol you can remember. And mm -hmm. so I like to try to make complicated things simple that you can draw, draw on a napkin or a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a helpful way for me to remember that if I want to build a stronger foundation in my relationship with God, really, I need those three directions in my life, those three dynamics in my life. I need to be following Jesus and building a relationship with my father in heaven of mm -hmm. confessing my sin to him, my brokenness, my need for him, and spending time in his word and prayer for myself. And I think that's a new idea for a lot of people. But I think in some ways, like if you grew up in church, you can you can live off somebody else's spirituality, like the pastors or your youth leader mm -hmm. or your friend who's a strong Christian. But one of the things that we need to do to build a foundation of, of growth in our relationship with God when we come home to him mm -hmm. is to spend time with him for ourselves. Yeah. That we have this father in heaven that loves us and has given us the gift of his word. It's, it's mm -hmm. amazing that we have more copies and translations of the Bible mm -hmm. than any time in history. We have instant access on our phone. But for some reason, we can get captivated by the instant gratification of the world and like the next thing we're going to watch on TV or social media or whatever and not dedicate time to just spending with the father and learning to listen to his voice in scripture in in prayer by his spirit speaking to us personally about the things that we're going through in our lives and mm -hmm. i think part of the reason that that we avoid that is because it's uncomfortable. It's not always instant. You know, it takes time to spend in silence and solitude with God. And it takes a little energy and effort to read his word because his word is from a different culture that was written thousands of years ago. And when we read it, we might not see a direct application to our life immediately. Mm -hmm. And so really um, that up direction with God, it takes some intentional mm -hmm. dedication. Yeah. And it's like getting to know a new friend and you, you get to know a new friend by spending time with them, mm -hmm. by getting to know what they care about. And we find everything that God cares about in his word. And so if that's new for you, thinking about spending time in scripture and in prayer, I'd encourage you to just spend time, like carve out time first thing in your day or a time that really works in your day to dedicate that time to spending mm -hmm. with him. It's a it's an ancient practice called the quiet time or other people call it devotional um, oh, there's other names for it, but it's, it's just dedicating time to spend in the word and prayer for yourself mm -hmm. and learning to feed your soul on the truth of, of who he says you are and who he is. Mm -hmm. And the more that I do that in my life, the more I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And it, it sometimes you can beat yourself up for thinking I'm supposed to be doing this, maybe like the Pharisees, like that's another rule that you make and I'm never mm -hmm. living up to it. And that's just the wrong way to look at that time. It's yeah. really about spending time with Jesus and the father in heaven that loves you and wants to speak to you by spirit. So that's the first thing is like, okay, up. you need to build a foundation for yourself of feeding your soul in God's word and prayer. And then there's this indirection, which is spending time with other believers. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. Like 
most of the things that Jesus taught in the Bible are have to do with how we treat one another, and you can't live those out on your own. Yeah. Uh, you're not just called to be a, a monk somewhere, you know, spending time by you, yourself with Jesus uh, and for the Christian life. Like, we actually need to grow in working through uncomfortable, difficult things and really exploring what does it mean to live this out in community. And mm-hmm. I mean, you've probably experienced that in your small group. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you really wrestle with things in a greater way and you sharpen each other. And you need those brother and sister relationship in your life to encourage you if you're going to grow to become more like Jesus. And then there's this out direction. So, you know, I think sometimes in Christ, as Christians, we can get comfortable with, okay, I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to spend time with other believers. I'm going to go to worship services, small group gatherings to encourage uh, each other to grow. But it's this outside of like really going out into the world and living on mission with Jesus and sharing the love of Christ, um, praying for our friends and neighbors and family that don't know him for opportunities to share about why we believe in Jesus and how he can make a difference in their life just through authentic conversations. You know, you don't have to force anything on people Mm -hmm. and serving people like Jesus, like that out direction is so important that we begin looking at the environments and the situations that we go into as opportunities to bless people, to serve people, to follow the Holy Spirit's leading, to really share the hope of Christ with Mm -hmm. the people that he's put in our life. And sometimes we like to make it more complicated than that, but those three simple directions or dynamics in in my life help keep me grounded. Like I can, it's kind of a tool to evaluate how am I doing with with Jesus? Um, How am I doing in spending time with him? And am I listening to his direction? Am I letting him into my brokenness? And then how are my relationships with other believers? Like, am I building that kind of community where I can really be pushed to live this out? And then mm-hmm. how am I doing out? You know, like really, am, am I taking risks with anybody to follow the Spirit's lead to share the gospel? And, and so those directions have helped me um, just evaluate, okay, where am I really with God? And, and that can look different at every season of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in our uh, breakout group, if you've been to a, the, one of the yam nights, as mm-hmm. I think we call it. Yep. Um, the yam fam, baby. You know, we kind of break out into discussions afterwards, and you weren't in my group, but I, I loved how uh, we kind of talked about how for each of the points of the triangle of up, in, and out, um, the one before it always strengthens the next one. So if you have a good connection up with God, then that naturally spills over, like your cup overflows and you're able to have that natural love from Christ because you're receiving the love from Christ. You're focusing on his word. You're meditating on it day and night like the uh, King David talks about and um, just letting it have its natural effect in your life so that you're able to love those around you. You're able to love your brother, your family, um, and in loving them better, you now have a community that you can bring others into by loving outward. So you're no longer just doing this by yourself. You have the team, you have the family, you have that's our really community that's yeah. able to um, fill in the gaps that you don't uh, may may not have strengths in. Like if you're not a great evangelist and you're not good at just sharing the gospel completely on the uh, like on the spot in public, you can be like, hey, like we have this. Uh, this night, like this yam night or this, uh, I don't know, whatever event that we have, like yeah. cookouts, volleyballs, whatever it be, um, mm-hmm. come come in this, like come join us. We're going to have fun. We're going to um, just be able to have a good time. And in that environment, you're able to love each other the same way you've already cultivated doing that. It's not putting on a show. It's not trying to um, create something of like, oh, we're supposed to love. Now let's love each other now that we have like an unbeliever. So yeah. almost putting on like a, 
a mask like they were saying in this past uh, sermon. Mm -hmm. But instead, just having that good connection with God and let that overflow to the community of the church and then let the community of the church overflow to the community of the town or the city that you're in. To just see God's work just trickle down as that cup overflows from um, you to community to community and stuff. And it's just super cool to... Mm -hmm. um, see that lived out in small ways in my life and just growing all the more. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to say that. And just even that image of a cup overflowing, mm -hmm. that's a huge part of building that foundation in, mm -hmm. in your relationship with God is, is really filling up your cup with God's love daily and the truth of his word. Cause there's so many things coming at us all the time, different ideas about life, uh, different ideas about relationships, about our identity and our value. Mm -hmm. And, if we're not filling our cup with the truth of his word through being with other believers, through spending time in his word for ourselves, then our cup's going to get empty pretty quick. Yeah. Um, there's a book I'd love to recommend you checking out. It's a short book. It's by an author named Henry Nowen. It's one of my favorite little books. It's called Life of the Beloved. And it's really, if you want to dig deeper on this topic of building a stronger foundation in your relationship with God, it really gets at that identity piece. And actually, Carrie's going to be talking, Carrie White, um, my teammate, is going to be talking more about that idea of developing a greater identity next month. And so I think this resource, if you're a reader and you want to dig deeper, uh, could help you just think about where you are and developing a greater identity in your life with Christ and really pursuing the greater things that he has for you. I, I love this quote that Nowen says, and um, I think this might resonate with some of you. It says, aren't you like me hoping that some person, thing, or event will come along to give you that final feeling of inner well-being you desire? Mm -hmm. Don't you often hope maybe this book, idea, course, trip, job, country, or relationship will fulfill my deepest desire? But as long as you are waiting for that mysterious moment that you will keep going running helter-skelter, always anxious and restless, always lustful and angry, never fully satisfied. You know that this is the compulsiveness that keeps us going and busy, but at the same time makes us wonder whether we are getting anywhere in the long run. This is the way to spiritual exhaustion and burnout. This is the way to spiritual death. And God wants so much more for us than that. He wants us to know how much he loves us and to live out of that well, that, that cup that overflows as his beloved son or daughter. And we can live out of that place. It does lead to a, a place of greater peace and joy and purpose in our daily life. And if we keep kind of going to the next event or the next thing, looking to fill that place, even good things, we can miss it. And God doesn't want that for us. And so I think that's the kind of community we want to be in young adult ministry. We want to help each other break free from the lies of the world and live for the more God has for us um, to really develop that well for ourselves, that, that cup that's going to overflow with God's love. And we need each other for that. So we're really glad you tuned in today and hope this space is going to become an ongoing conversation mm -hmm. where you'll hear from different voices. Uh, we'll get a chance to, this is kind of like the, the extended cut of the message this week. Like this is the stuff that was on the editing floor that didn't get to talk about as much and mm -hmm. a more conversational way. And so we're going to be doing, doing some more of that. And then we love to engage with some of your questions that you can ask. Um, you can join us at, at late night or we're exploring the foundations of the Christian faith. You're welcome to um, bring your questions there in community. We have small groups meeting. We'd love to connect you with. And then this is going to be another space as well to take that conversation deeper. So thanks for tuning in. Glad you got to know my friend Daniel. Daniel, you got any closing thoughts you want to share or you just want to say peace out? Yeah, just uh, you're going to see what God does through this. It's going to be a good time. So yeah. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Feel free to share this with a friend. Take care, guys.